Welcome to a Backyard Ultra podcast. In this episode, I was lucky enough to have Jennifer Russo come on as the guest just a couple of weeks after she broke the female world record in a Backyard Ultra running 74 hours at the Capital Backyard Ultra. Here we go. Okay, Jennifer, how are you going? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, great. Thanks. Thanks for coming on to the podcast. You bet. Yeah. And um, congratulations on your run at Capital the other day as well. Oh, thank you. It was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it's already been two weeks, which is crazy. It just, I don't know, time's flying. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's for sure. Um, so I read recently on one of your posts um, that you I was surprised you haven't, I haven't actually been a runner for as long as I expected. Yeah, um, I kind of got into it a little bit later in life. Um, growing up, I did, I think I did track in middle school for a little bit. I did hurdles. I wasn't any good, but I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, just didn't really, yeah, really wasn't into the the running or any of that. And uh, I guess it was, um, it's well, it's a long story, but I have a, some sisters, I've got three sisters and um, one of them was a big runner and, and the Cincinnati was getting their first marathon, the flying pig. And she said, we should do that. And I'm like, yeah, you can go do that. You know, like I had, I had no interest. I didn't think I could do it. And then I started thinking about it. And that's, so she, I've, I've heard to blame. Right. <laughs> yeah. so I found a plan. I started training and then I, I actually was able to do it and I was shocked. And then, so I did a whole bunch of uh, marathons for a while and then had children. So kind of, you know, balancing all that. And I probably did maybe like 40-ish road marathons. And then I discovered the ultras when I turned, uh, when I was turning 50, I wanted to do 50 miles for my 50th birthday and thought that was just crazy. Right. And then you know how it is, you get bitten by the ultra bug, I guess. And it just kind of kind of snowballs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So 40 marathons, that's quite a lot. Do you, do you remember what your fastest marathon time was? Three thirty-two or something. Three yeah. around or thirty, I think. So I mean, not super speedy, but um, but I did go to Boston a couple times, so that was fun. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, and you've run eight backyard ultras, I think. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I think <laughs> that's another thing with the backyard. You know, I tried my first one. It was uh, twenty twenty, I guess, during like around the COVID time and um, not, not much else was happening and it fit my schedule. And I was thinking, well, I guess I'll give it a try. I thought I'd hate it, you know, and it, it was just so much pressure, right. To just, you yeah. know, no end and to keep going. And then, you know, I, I did okay. And then I, but I stopped, I was the assist and I was like, why, you know, the next day, well, it's a long story. We, my husband was crewing me, my two children, I've got three children, two were home and needed a ride to school on Monday morning. So we were like, okay, well come Sunday night, if I'm still going, you go home and I'll just do what I can. But come Sunday night, I hadn't eaten for hours and hours. Our tent was destroyed in a storm that day. So I just had like, I don't know, I don't think it was raining anymore, but it was just, you know, my husband's like, are you ready to be done? I'm like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I've had enough. And I was running against Tanner Lee, who's a great guy, but you know, I didn't know him at the time, young kid. And he was like, looking so fresh. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm done. You know, but then the next day I was like, I feel really good. Like, you know, I should have kept going, you know, and yeah. that's, that's the danger of the backyard ultra, right? <laughs> yes. You get sucked in. You're like, but I could have done more, you know, yeah. like, do more and then you you set these goals and you just keep you know you keep trying so okay. anyway and, and you you must have enjoyed it though like when the actual race was going it, it was fun yeah the 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 I'll never forget that first yard of the backyard ultra you know I'm not you know like a super competitive runner but you know still when you're doing like a hundred mile race you're you're moving right you know you you want to have your best time possible and I'll never forget how relaxed it was and just how laid back and how chill everybody just, you know, that the bell goes and everybody just starts, you know, the first part of um, Ohio is a, a hill. So everybody's just walking and talking and yeah. it was just crazy. You know, it just felt so strange, you know, and everybody's, you know, there was no rush to get anywhere because, you know, you want to take those yards relatively easy and slow. And so 
it, I really did enjoy it. I met so many people and I would, you know, I would go at different paces and talk to different people and it was a lot of fun. I really did yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I see you still run a few point to points as well. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. So you must still yeah. enjoy, must enjoy doing them too. I do. In fact, one of my sisters asked, she's like, she's like, are you, so are you just doing the backyard thing only and forget the hundred dollars? I'm like, no, like <laughs> it's really nice to have a race with an ending. Yeah. Um, and while the backyard's been fun, I, I was missing the, you know, the point to points and the mountainous races and, you know, just where you're out there really exploring, you know, that the backyard's just so much of a, almost like tunnel vision, focusing on the loop. And you almost kind of tune it out after a while just to, you know, make it easier to keep going. But I miss those. So I do, I've got Tahoe 200 coming up in July. So I'm pretty excited about that just to go, yeah. you know, explore the mountains and, you know, do yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's 200 miles, is it? Mm -hmm. Oh, great. Awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> so um, Capital just recently, um, I mean, it looks like a race. Well, it is a race that attracts a lot of good runners. Um, mm -hmm. What is it about Capital that makes it such a great race? So last year I was hoping to get some more yards so I could, you know, just kind of trying to secure my spot into bigs. And I looked at the race and I looked at the course and I looked at the caliber of runners there. And it's funny, my husband said to me, he's like, I know what you're going for. And he's he's not a runner, but he's he's gotten involved enough to, you know, kind of look at ultra sign up and <laughs> look yeah. at people's results. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know why you picked that one. He's like, because there's some really high caliber runners there. And I'm like, I know. I said, but the course looks really nice. And, you know, I, I said, I'm not going, I mean, sure, one of these days would be really nice to win one. Yeah. <laughs> I said, but I'm not. I'm not going there to win it. Like I had a goal in mind. Like I had a certain number of miles I was trying to get to. I said, so it doesn't matter who's there. And I said, if anything, that'll be a bonus because I know it'll go a really long time because, you know, there's all these, you know, really stellar athletes that are going to be there. So, yeah. and so last year, you know, I had, so for several years, I've had this 300 in my head. It started when it was uh, Harvey and I, Harvey Lewis and I running, I think it was my second Ohio backyard. And I thought that race with him there and all these other guys, I figured they'd probably go to like 300. And when it was down to just the two of us, you know, we were running for quite a while, just the two of us. And in the middle of the night, I think the second night he said, you know, so how far do you want to go? Mm. And I said, well, I, I thought it would probably go to 300. And he's like, well, that's a really long time. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I said, but you know, I just figured with, with all you guys here, that's probably how long it would go. And, and unfortunately around, I made it 225 and then I had pulled something in my leg and I was wheezing from all the cold air. And I just, I was, I was, it was a downward spiral and I knew it was coming to an end, but but ever since then, I just, this 300 number has been in my head and, and it's taken a long time to get there. But anyway, <laughs> so that's, that's what I was shooting for last year. And, um, by the end of that second, third day, um, I was, it was so hot at Capitol last year and I was fighting so hard on those last few yards to get in. Cause I would start out too slow, like, cause you're in this exposed field and I would start out walking and then I'd get to my, like my you know, I had a specific time in the woods, like where I needed to be at a certain time and it kept getting later and later. And then yeah. I felt like I had to like sprint to get back in on time. It was not sprinting, but it felt like it. Yeah. And I was getting it was just, you know, not much time to spare. And last year I kept thinking, I, I just have to get to the road, just get to the road where I can, you know, it'll be nighttime, it'll be cooler. I can relax a little. And I finally got to the road last year and I, I was like, oh, I made it, you know, so then I'm on the road and I'm just walking and, and I'm thinking, okay, I made it through that race, but, but this is a new race and I don't know if I want to be in this race. Like I was like, my mom, I was so sleep deprived. I think mm -hmm. I, I thought it was like a whole another race starting. And so I'm just kind of walking and thinking about it. And then all of a sudden it dawns on me. I'm like, oh wait, no, this is this, this is, this is it still like, I'm, I'm still in it. And if I don't, if I don't get back, you know, then I'm done. And so I started running and then I saw Scott cause it was Scott and I last year as well, just yeah. down to the two of us. And I'm like, I'm like, Scott, I'm like, how far do you want to go? He's like, what? And I'm like, well, you know, did you have a number? He's like, well, you know, and I think I really caught him off guard. And then he was really sweet. He's like, well, if, and I said, but I don't even know if I'm going to make it back now. And he's like, well, if you make it back, we'll talk. But then yeah. I didn't back in time. 
Right. Um, yeah, so I think I totally got off. Sorry, what was that? Oh, I'm sorry. I totally got off topic there from your original question. But oh, that's fine. No worries. <laughs> I guess the uh, the thing about capital is it's a really it, there's a the day loop and a night loop, which I like. You know, I think all the ones I've done have been a trail during the day, rode at night, which I really like. I think you know there are some that are just the same course the whole time, but I really like being able to mix it up a little. Mm. Um, and the day course is really it's it's not a very technical course. You know, you, there's some meadow and some woods. There's some really fun kind of rolly downhills that you can you know that are just real nice and smooth. Some climbs, but overall, it's just a really nice course it's one that you know you can go pretty far on mm. bigs is a little more technical or you know a fair amount more technical actually and bigs isn't super hilly but you know it's that eastern tennessee a lot of rocks and it just it's a bit of a bit slower of a course yeah i saw that they installed a roof as well for capital oh my gosh yeah and that was just i don't think i don't know that they had any, that you know the researcher had anything to do with that but yeah the the preserver um, they put that up this year was the first year for that. Yeah. Brilliant. I mean, it was so nice because, you know, not only, well, it, it rained for a bit. So you're under shelter from the rain, the sun, you know, you're it's shelter from the sun. It was terrific because mm. last year it got really hot in the tent. You'd go in your tent and, oh, we we're just baking. It was so yeah. hot. So yeah, that, that was a really nice addition for sure. Yeah. yeah it looked good. That's for sure. Yeah. It awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. And when it was pouring down rain, you know, like just having the tent, you didn't have to worry about your tent leaking or, you yeah. know, any of those sorts of things. It was nice to be able to get out of the weather. So, yeah, yeah that was really nice. It was a good setup. And, but you don't know if it was that roof was installed for the backyard ultra? You're I don't sure. think so. I think it was just one that, you know, that particular park had that, you know, they had that planned. Just a lucky coincidence. Yes. Yeah. Very lucky. <laughs> yeah. I was I, When I was driving in this year, I saw that and I'm like, you know, I knew she had mentioned that they they were in the process of building something. I'm like, well, but yeah, it was massive and you could fit all the tents under there. So it was terrific. Yeah. 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 How far did it take to, from, is that race from where you live? About eight hours. Yeah. Eight and yeah. a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. And um, did you bring a crew with you? No. So Sarah, the race director, is amazing. She, last year when I went, I didn't have a crew and I kind of signed up last minute and she, you know, oh my gosh, she's, I don't know if you've heard much about it, but she's got two chefs there. Right. One was a chef for the White House. Yeah, I did some see point. some, I saw some photos. Yeah, it looked great. Oh yeah. my gosh. So it was a, like most backyards, you're on your own. There's no food provided, right? Mm. Maybe coffee and water, you know, yeah. tailwind maybe or some yeah. sort of electrolyte. But no, they had, it was amazing. So last year when I was coming with no crew, she was telling, you know, I heard about all the food. So I thought, well, you know, it'll, it'll, it would be an easier one to do crewless. So then um, I want to say maybe a couple days before the race, I get a Facebook message from a gal saying, Hey, I'm going to be your crew at Capitol. Oh, cool. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, okay. So she was supposed to run the race and she was injured, but wanted to volunteer. So she and the guy that was, that was going to crew her. Um, so they were going to crew me. And then there was another gal, Addie, who um, Sarah had crewing me at night. So she totally hooked me up last year. So then this year I'm like, Hey, I'm coming crewless again. You know, if there's anybody around that might want to help. Um, and so my friend Dagmar, who used to live in Cincinnati, who lives down there now, um, jumped in and said she would help crew. And Addie from last year said she would help crew me. So I had a, had those two tag teaming and they were absolutely fabulous. So mm. I was, I was super lucky to have them yeah. helping me. Perfect. And, and you drove down that eight hours by yourself as well, did you? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool. And, um, yeah, so I, I do remember last year the weather being like it sounded like it was really hot. And But for some reason this year it's just that must have been a freak thing because this year was pretty nowhere near that hot, was it? No. And, you know, the in, in our part of the country it can be all over in May. You never know what you're going to get. Last year was probably unseasonably hot. They were saying, I was talking to a couple of the guys that were there last year and they were saying it got into the nineties. I didn't realize it was quite that hot, but it was, it was very hot and humid, which definitely takes a toll. Yeah. And then this year we just got lucky with it being kind of on the other end of the spectrum, like unseasonally cooler, but mm -hmm. it was really nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the weather um, was amazing. Yeah. The, so Biggs is just around the corner. 
And I think you yeah. kind of alluded to that, like, um, that you wanted to qualify for big. So was that like a big thing going into capital? Like you wanted to get a high enough total to secure your spot at bigs? That, yes, that was a big part of it. So I had going into capital this year, I had 250. So I had 60 yards and I was out of, so for bigs next year, there's 75 total runners. I think I want to say 30 some were automatically in because they won their team's race last yeah. fall. And then there were the, then the rest of the at large spots. And I want to say I was around 60 on the list. So I was in as of mm -hmm. now, but you know, these backyards are going crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. The yards keep going up and up and up. And I thought I, I figured I was probably safe, but you never know. And so yeah. I just wanted to kind of try and get that, that total up a bit to make it, you know, give myself a little more security there. And then also to that, that elusive 300 has just yeah. been on my brain. And I thought, you know, give it a try. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, a few months ago, I thought to myself, 60 would be a safe number, but it looks like 65 or maybe, maybe even 70 is the figure people are going to have to get now. Yeah, I think for this year, well, it's hard to say. Um, one of the guys that was running with us at Capital, Levi, he, who was on Team USA last year, just the nicest guy. Yeah. He really wanted to, you know, that was his big goal is just to get enough you know, one of the goals anyway, to get enough yards for more of a secure spot at bigs. And he was thinking, you know, 61 or 60, but we, I think he ended at 63 and we were thinking that would probably, and he didn't want to stop at 63. He right. just, his stomach was rebelling and he, you know, his body was just kind of rebelling on him a little bit, but um, we figured 63 was probably pretty safe for him. But I don't, you know, I don't know. We'll just, it remains to be seen, right? There's still some pretty, pretty, uh, competitive backyards out you know that are still happening so yeah. we'll see yeah and yeah. did you go into this race with any new strategies or anything new to um reach the 300 miles um trying to think not really i had been trying to work on a little do a little bit of speed work just trying to make you know going slower easier you know that kind of thing and and um, but I think it was, it was probably just kind of a combination of things I did. Well, one of the things I wanted to do was the first day, just take my yards really slow, mm. um, just to conserve energy. But I was running with some really fun people and we just kept coming in faster than yeah. I wanted to. And I kept saying, we need to slow down. And they're like, oh no, this is a good pace. And I'm like, no, like, you know, I really want to come in with only like six or seven minutes. And we were coming in with like 10 to 12 sometimes, mm. um, but, but that was okay. I was having, I don't know what it is. Like a lot of these, I just have stomach issues and I had, I battled that pretty much the whole time on and off, but not enough to, to take me out, but that definitely, you know, slowed some things down and took some time. Um, but I don't know. I did, I did the first night I was able to nap a little bit. Cause I figured, you know, a lot of times that first night, I don't even try because it's too early, but I thought, you know, if I can start, early and just even just try and put it up and relax a little bit. Um, so I, I don't know the, the weather helped for sure. So I think maybe it's just a combination of a bunch of little things. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like in the backyard. So anybody who's done one where they're trying to go fairly far, they'll tell you that like that first hundred to 200 miles, it's just, you're kind of just paying your dues. You know what I mean? Like you've got to get through, the race doesn't even start till after that first or second day a lot of times. And so, so much of it is trying to get to that third day, you know what I mean? Just trying to, and, and I think the second night can be the toughest because you're, you, you've got a lot of miles in you already and you know, you've got a lot more to go, I guess. I don't know. But, but once you get through that second night, one little story I'll share too that was kind of fun this year. Um, so last year at the end of Capital, it was Scott and I, and he knew kind of what I was shooting for last year. And so this year, I think it was that second night, maybe third day. I can't. It's all a blur. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but he said, "Are you are you going for a third night again? Or are you are you going to try and go for a third night?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, you know, definitely." 
And so there were, there were four of us kind of running together at that point, And we all kind of made this pact that we were going to try and make it to that third day, you know, uh, 72 hours, the 300 miles. And so that was really kind of fun, like, because we were all like really wanting to work together to get there. Mm. And so that was really neat. And then, um, and then we did a little while after that, um, we lost Kevin and then Levi around maybe after 63 yards. So then it was, it was Scott and I, and, and he was like, so Levi and I were talking, what do we do when we get to 300? You know, like, what's the, what's the plan then? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do we stop? Do we keep going? And we're like, we're all like, no, we have to keep going. Then it's you know, back to, you know, that's right. Right. Backyard rules apply. Yeah. <laughs> May the best person. Win. <laughs> um, so, so you broke the female backyard ultra world record. So congratulations with that. Like I, I was following along and everyone I know who does backyard ultras were all following along as well. So it was really fun to watch. Um, and you did 74 yards in total, right? Yeah. 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 Um, during the race, did it feel like, Yeah. did it feel different like than other backyard ultras? Like just the vibe and the feeling like while you were running? hard to say I mean I guess there's so many different kind of different vibes that you get throughout those days but like the first day was definitely so although capital super competitive it's also there were only I want to I can't remember the number now 40-ish 45 runners like there weren't it was small the field was very small and I was really surprised because you know if you want to get in the U.S. if you want to go long that's as of now, that was kind of like the premier one where, you know, the one that, that went the longest. So that was a good place to show up if you're really trying to go for the, the yard. So I was kind of surprised the numbers mm -hmm. were low, but at the same time, there was a very high caliber, you know, yeah. of, of runner there. So, um, but it was a lot of fun. There were just a, a lot of really cool people to talk to. Um, I ran with a gal named Sarah Baker a lot. She was just a joy. She's done the PCT and the AT, like the Pacific Coast Trail and the AT, like through Hikedom. And she just had a lot of neat stories. And Victoria Brown from Canada, who was, who holds all kinds of records. I ran with her for a while. And um, then some of the people from Team USA. So it was, it was very cool because it was all just very laid back. And, you know, it's not like this dog eat dog competition, at least not, you know, not yeah. the first few days. It was all just, you know, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. But then the perspective, you know, started getting close to that 72 hours and it seemed even at 60 hours, it 72 felt very doable because, you know, I felt great. And even honestly, even at the end, you know, sure things hurt, but nothing, you know, nothing that wasn't manageable you know, and different things would come and go ended up getting me at the end, just the, uh, you know, getting back on the trail and just trying to focus like it was so hard because you're just you know you just your mind keeps going elsewhere and you're trying to figure out where you are and I don't know it I think the sleep is the biggest thing whoever can master that yeah you know with all the little micro naps that's I think that's a huge component you know I think that's really the, sure. the secret ingredient yeah, yeah. And, and what about leading into the race like the days leading into it like did you have a really good feeling like that you would do something special or did it did you feel any different from normal no it's really terrifying to a point because every backyard you just you don't know what you're gonna get you know and um i train pretty much like i normally do i honestly was hoping for some longer training runs or a little some more mileage than i got going into it but at the same time it's kind of a balance like i'm I was trying to figure out, you know, how much is too much, you know, is it, you know, that's the old saying, right? Is it better to go in over injured or under trained, right? Yeah. So, you know, and I had some little niggles, hamstring stuff I was dealing with. So I kind of took it a little easier. And then, you know, that plays on your mind too. Like, did I do enough? Right. Yeah. I never I think I always go in, not really sure what I'm going to get. Cause you know, it's, it's not just your physical training. So much of it is your mind, you know, is your, and even when you think you're, you're solid and your, your mind's going to be there and, your, you know, your mental strength is there. Sometimes it folds on you. You know what I mean? It's just, it's so hard to know. So I don't think I've ever gone into one with either really good or really bad feeling. Yeah. Kind of go in with trying, trying to prepare myself mentally. Yeah. And sleep. I think I did. Um, I'm, I, I think life in general, I'm like 
err on the side, you know, sleep deprived a lot of times, like just trying to juggle too many things. Um, but I did get a probably a good solid night before the race, which was really helpful. Yeah. And what time did the race actually start? 8 a.m. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you must have left at like midnight or something to get there. Oh, no. I, I spent the night there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I, I've done that before where, you know, you just drive to a race and then start going. But no, no, not this one. Okay. I definitely wanted to have some solid sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and how long was it feeling nice and easy for? How long was it till it started feeling hard? Um, you know, I felt great in the beginning and then I was having some knee issues, so I taped it up. But then you know, and I would have different things that would hurt and you just, you know, and then you start to worry, like, is this going to be my, my doom? Right. But then it'll kind of go away and then something else bothers you. Yeah. So, but in general, physically, I really felt, i really felt good the whole time. I mean, um, with all the downhill, with all the downhills, like I was mentioning, I was having some stomach issues. So then I get to the point where I'd have to make up time. <laughs> and so then I'd take in like some of my night laps or some of my day laps a little faster than I would have wanted to. And that kind of, fatigued my quads more than I would have liked. So they were, you know, they were kind of cranky. But honestly, I really felt pretty good the whole time. Really? Wow. At least that's what my brain is telling me. You know, I don't know if that's really true, but in <laughs> hindsight, forget the pain. <laughs> yeah. Um, so was there a time when you were, were you thinking about breaking the record? Because to me, it sounds more like you were more thinking about the 300 miles than actually breaking the record. I was definitely focused on the 300. And in fact, I think at some point I came in and um, Dagmar was crewing me at that point And she said something like, you're now the female champ or something. And I'm like, what? And, and, and don't get me wrong. I knew that number, but it wasn't on my, but I wasn't focused on it. I really wasn't thinking about it. And then when she said that, I'm like, oh yeah. You know, cause I was just that 300 was where I was going for. And I think at, so two I can't remember what yard it was. I guess at yard 69, I had surpassed it, but I was so focused on getting to that yard 72. Um, mm. But yeah, and you know, and one thing that's, I don't know, making me a little crazy is like, you know, there's there's these headlines out there, you know, about breaking Courtney's record and all that kind of stuff. And and I, I don't know if people are thinking about it, but Courtney had to stop, right? Because she was the winner. She yeah. didn't have an assist that kept going. Mm. I stopped, you know what I mean? Like how far would she have gone if she had somebody to push her? You know what I mean? So it's so hard to compare apples to apples, but. Yeah. And, and thinking about that, I mean, you got to see um, Scott Snell up firsthand for that whole time. Did mm -hmm. he look like he was just in the zone and he could have just kept going forever? Or did, did you see some weaknesses in his game as well? So it's, it's so hard to read other people. And, you know, at first I was really just focused on myself, but then, you know, after we got to that 300, I know, I think both of us were kind of like, okay, you know, who's going to, who's going to crack first. And um, I know at one point he was looking behind him to see, you know, is she still there? Or did she drop? Cause I think he was maybe thinking once I hit that 300, you know, I would stop and I had no intention of stopping just yet. Like I wanted to see how far I could go, but at the same time I could tell, you know, I was I was starting to slow down and you know I didn't know how much longer I had. Um he looked really solid. I could tell he was getting tired, you know, and we'd both could go out there a little, you know, stiff after having a little break. Yeah. Um but yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know how long he could have gone. It's so hard to say. Yeah. I think I think he wanted I think, you know, like everyone, I think he was ready to be done, but he wasn't, but he wanted to keep going. You know what I mean? Cause like there, we've talked about the American record and, you know, I think he would have loved to have kept going, but you go back and forth from thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm done. Like I joked about a fourth night because they had a truck out there with lights. And I said, oh, I wonder if we'll be seeing that again or something. And at first he was kind of like, oh, didn't want to think about a fourth night, but then, but then in the next breath, he's like, but there's the American record, you know? So I don't know. You know, and I'm not much of a game player. I pretty much what you see is what you get, you know, yeah. so it's it's hard to say. Yeah, sure. Like, um, so how did you get through the mental grind of going for so long? Like, What type of things would you think about or what type of thing, would you have any mantras that you would, that would go through your mind? Um, not really. I think having that goal of 300 was really kind of motivating me because I know, 
and you know, I ran Ohio backyard back in March and that one didn't go so well for me. It was part of the thing was it was, I think 20, 20 degrees, real feel of like 10 degrees overnight. And like during the day, it didn't get very warm. And I really struggle with like the, the cool night air and the breathing and that it, so I came out of that pretty disappointed because I, you know, my body kind of fell apart and it just didn't go well. So I, that gave me a little more motivation, I think, to really, you know, have a good race. Um, and I think, too, just after that second night, um, after getting through that, I kept feeling like, you know, once you're at 60, 72 doesn't sound very far. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's just just keep going. And I felt good. Um, it, so that was part of it. I think a lot of times too, I would like, I wouldn't want to count my yards cause I kind of wanted to just not think about the number and just, you know, one more yard trying to stay present, which is really hard to do. Mm -hmm. Like every time I'd start to think ahead, I could, would try and tell myself, no, nope, you know, like just focus on this yard. Um, I don't usually do music or anything, but I did use a little bit of music and I had an audio book I listened to for a little bit and that was helpful. Just trying to kind of, um, you know, let your mind go somewhere else. Yeah. But yeah, and then just, I don't know, just, you know, and as much as I don't want to count the yards, it's nice when you know you're kind of getting toward daylight in something new, you know, starting fresh with new shoes and back on the trail and, and those sorts of things. But I think, honestly, like as I started getting closer to that 300 and I was feeling good, I think that I was just kind of riding the wave, like feeling like, okay, this might really be possible. And that was super exciting. Yeah. So that was huge motivation to keep going. Yeah. The... You mentioned it that Ohio was 10 degrees and that's, I, I'm, I'm in Australia, so we do Celsius, but 10 degrees yeah. Fahrenheit, that's, like, that's freezing, like. Yes. <laughs> like ice and snow kind of weather, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Th 32 degrees and below is freezing here, yeah. you know, Fahrenheit. So yeah, oh, it was cold. And I think it was a real feel of 10, but it was like, it was definitely 20 degrees at night. And so I had my crew, they were like giving me like warm drinks in my pack, which helped to, you know, keep it from freezing and help kind of keep me warm. But yeah, it was, it was awful. And, you know, especially then, you know, you come in and you stop yeah. and you're not necessarily cold when you come in and you're not really cold when you stop necessarily. But then when you get, when you go back out, like for that first half mile, you are, you're just shivering and, you know, it, it's just so tough, especially at night. You know, when it's dark and you're that cold and tired, makes it makes it tough. Yeah. Even when it's a warm race, um, uh, like a five-minute break you and you start again, you feel stiff. Like I can just – I can't even imagine what it would be like 10 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was tough because I was having some back and hip issues anyway going into it, and I think just that cold air really – messed with me you know because that was I, I my my left side kind of got all jacked up and the cold I think just it made it really hard like I was trying to stretch but it just made it really every it just made everything more difficult you know mm -hmm. the I get kind of like I don't have asthma but when the air is really cold it really messes with my lungs where I start wheezing so I had all that going on and then everything was so stiff so it just wasn't good and even going into the race I was kind of debating if I should do it because that cold and it probably wouldn't go so well but it's my hometown race. I did like an hour and a half from where I live. And it's almost like a family reunion when you go there and it's so much fun. So I decided, mm. you know, I was, I just had to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I guess racing uh, or running a backyard ultra in those kind of conditions would be good practice for when you're running in one with more favorable warmer conditions as well. Sure. Yeah. And I think, I think they're all, um, you know, you learn something each time. I think, you know, there's, we, we never stop. Hopefully we never stop learning. I don't think we ever get it perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you've raced with Scott a few times now. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing you know him quite well. Um, and you did mention you've, you were talking to him a bit during the run. Were you running with him a lot during Capital? No, not really. And I really don't know him that well because I want to say last year, I don't know that we really actually ran together necessarily. Um but definitely this year we did run together a little bit more. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we would run and talk just about you know, nothing really in particular, but mm -hmm. super sky. And it's so unusual because in the backyard, you'll see people do really well and then not so well, but it, it was just really crazy to me that it was the two, just the two of us again this year. Mm -hmm. Like 
it's so unusual that you have the same two people, <laughs> yeah. you know, as the as the final two. So very unusual. But yeah, he's a super nice guy. Mm. Especially with such a strong field, because there was five um, American like satellite champ members in that race, weren't there? There was five of mm -hmm. them. Yeah. A strong race. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The um. So I mean, this isn't obviously this isn't the first time you've gone deep in a backyard ultra, and you did mention before how important sleep is. And mm -hmm. considering you you consistently go so deep in backyard ultras, I'd imagine you'd have a pretty good sleep strategy. Um. Yes and no. I guess um, just when I when I am feeling tired or feeling like I can sleep, just laying down. Um, and I think with like, as you get older and life being so hectic, you know, like I work from home. And so sometimes in the afternoon, if I'm like really tired, I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to lay on the floor and set an alarm for five minutes. Right. And, mm -hmm. you know, and I can fall asleep and then the alarm goes off and it, the falling asleep is the easy part. Then the alarm goes off. It's like, oh, I really would like another five, but yeah. <laughs> so I would do a little bit of that. And I think that's helpful. So I think, you know, in, and a lot of people would struggle with falling asleep that quickly. Um, and there were plenty of times where I lay down and I don't know that I actually slept, but I felt like I might've, but even if you just can lay down and like close your eyes, you know, even if you're not sleeping, just, mm -hmm. you know, make sure you're getting off your feet and just trying to really relax. And I think, um, and in general, just trying to keep everything relaxed, you know, through your yards, so, you know, you're not pushing too hard and making sure you're getting off your feet. We actually, um, I, I'm a race director as well. And we had our, we hosted our first backyard last October, a week after Biggs. And it was so fun being on the other side. And we had some really great runners there. Um, but a lot of them are like super fast runners, right? And so they're not used to the backyard pace yeah. and they're not used to stopping and sitting down. And we had a couple of people like they come in and then they kind of stand around waiting for the bell to ring. I'm like, no, like sit down, get off your feet, get out of the sun, you know, like, you know, cause they're like, they didn't want to like really relax between yards, and I'm, you know, and I certainly don't know everything, but you know, I'm just trying to give them a little bit of advice saying, you know, you really want to put your feet up and, you know, try and relax. And even if you don't have, just, you know, don't, don't stand around waiting. <laughs> yeah. um, so you mentioned that you would um, lie down, set your alarm for five minutes and get up. Is that, do you do that to practice sleeping during backyard ultras? Yes. I mean, not on a regular basis, but now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I've heard, um, I've heard oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, there's so many other, other things I've thought about doing, but haven't done like, you know, in the middle of the night, well, with respect for not waking everybody else up, you know, I was thinking I should get up, you know, set an alarm in the middle of the night, jump out of bed and go run a yard. Right. But then I'm waking everybody up and I'm like, okay, we're not going to, I don't need to go that crazy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in moderation, you know, there's so many extreme, you know, I try to keep a balance. There's so many extremes, you know, like if you're super serious about training all these crazy things you could do, but I'm like, but then there's life, right? You just need to like not get too consumed by it and just, you know, there's plenty other, plenty of more important things. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've heard her Harvey Lewis, um, I mean, he, when he's at work, he's a teacher, I believe. When he's at work, he'll sometimes go into his a cupboard and practice mm -hmm. sleeping there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, we Sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, as we were saying, you know, so much of the backyard survival is about sleep. And if you, how well you deal with sleep deprivation and if you can manage some little yeah. micro naps. What about coffee? Yeah. Do you have caffeine or anything like that? So I love my coffee. And so usually before a, a longer race like that, I'll try and either completely cut it out a couple of weeks out or at least dial it with me back. Mm. Um, so this time, I cut it mostly out, but, you know, just psychologically, there's probably a scoop of regular in with the pot of decaf, <laughs> mm -hmm. but I look at the caffeine way back and then I didn't take any caffeine till the end of the first night. Um, just trying to wait till I really needed it. Um, and then I want to say the second day I probably didn't maybe just like a bit of Coke or something, but not like actually coffee. Um, but then by the, by Tuesday morning, I'm, 
So part of the thing with coffee is, you know, I worry like, is that, you know, especially if you're not eating as much as you should be, is it going to mess with your stomach just because it can be a little hard on an empty stomach. But by the fourth day, I'm like, just bring it on, you know, so they got me a cup of coffee with lots of cream and sugar and some donuts. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, let's put it all in there. You know, there was no, at that point on Tuesday morning, I'm like, there's nothing, you know, it's worth any sort of risk because I really needed that caffeine. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that so you I mentioned think it does help to cut taper. Yeah, well, I've heard that it can help, or it can increase performance or increase how good you're feeling by like up to about three percent is what I've heard. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, you mentioned um, not wanting to drink it too much on an empty stomach. What what type of nutrition plan or food do you eat, um, or did you have it? Um, capital, for example. So I brought just crazy amounts of food with me, which I didn't need because they do like such an incredible job of feeding us. Mm. Um, I, I can't even tell you what all I ate, but um, you know, my crew was fantastic too. They always had something for me, but you know, we do a little bit of peanut butter and jelly or mashed potatoes for good. Um, some cream of wheat. Like one of the things is especially later in the race, chewing is just, you know, like you just don't feel like chewing. So if they're, you know, I'd have them make something for me like cream of wheat and have it really liquidy so I could just, you know, drink it down really quickly and then maybe rest, you know, because I didn't want to spend too much time trying to chew <laughs> chew food. Yeah. Um, and then I had some, like some uh, nutritional drinks like Boost. Um, at Ohio, my crew there, they were fantastic. They came up with this idea. They had a little blender and they put a boost in there, which is basically like a meal replacement kind of drink. It's got like 300 and some calories. They put that in a blender with avocado and banana and talk, you know, that's just a ton of calories. And so I would try and drink that down because I really try and get around 250 calories an hour, but that can be tough to do, especially, you know, as the race progresses, you just really don't feel like eating. So, you know, drinking some of the nutrition is helpful. Um, They're making scrambled eggs and those, if you eat eggs, I think those are a great way to get some nutrition and it's pretty easy on your stomach so the eggs were good sarah had lots of smoothies those were fantastic um trying to think what else oh avocado rice wraps those were the bomb okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, sounds good it sounds like sushi or yes yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and at the end, what got you um, at seventy-four? So the, the lap before I came in with not much time to spare, I was definitely going down. And then on my last, I went out a little slower. I think just honestly, a lot of it was the sleep thing, and I was having some stomach issues. And they have a um, so mid race, I went to use the bathroom on the course, and then when I came out of there, I'm like. I was cutting it close anyway. And then I, I looked at my watch and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to make it back. And so it's just kind of a, it, it was kind of a slow, well, not so slow. It was just kind of a, like a spiral down. It just kind of, it caught up with me very quickly because in, you know, even the lap before, I didn't know how much more I had in me, but I was thinking, oh, you know, if I could at least get to like 320, you know, 325 or, you know, just, you know, a little bit more. So, you know, you, and then you always second guess yourself, like, could I have pushed it faster? Could I have made it back? I, you know, maybe I could have made it back and then gone out for another, you know, it's, it's just so hard. And one thing to remember too is, you know, even when, especially earlier in the race, you have those low points and you maybe are coming in with just a little bit of time. It doesn't always get worse. You know what I mean? You can definitely rebound and, and get a second wind, but I think I was maybe out of my second wins. <laughs> um, did you um, have any hallucinations or were they something that you've um, experienced before? Um, yes and no. They, I mean, they were more like nothing crazy, but just I things would turn into things like down by the fire station. It kept looking like there was a person there, but it was like a signage with like a pole or something, but it, it looked like there was somebody standing there uh -huh. and just weird things like just trees or whatever would morph into shapes of either a person or an animal that, but it wasn't anything crazy. Like I've heard crazy stories of people hallucinating like whole villages or yeah. <laughs> a friend of mine hallucinated raccoons drinking tea or something crazy. <laughs> so mine aren't quite that exciting. 
<laughs> it's just more about like, you know, everyday objects looking like, you know, people or, or animals or that kind of thing. Yeah. Sure. The, what's the recovery been like? Have you, you weren't injured, you didn't feel any injuries or anything like that? I mean, you must be feeling pretty good if you're doing 200 miles in a few weeks. Well, fingers crossed, we hope. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I've, I've always got some, I've got plantar fasciitis that just never seems to go away. Um, so I've had a few little niggles, but honestly, but no like real injuries. My big, the biggest thing this time that was so strange, it was I couldn't sleep. And, you know, you'd think after three nights with no sleep, you're, you're going to just be able to sleep. And for whatever reason, I just, I've been struggling to sleep. So that made, that made it a little bit slower. You know, the legs were just stayed achier for a while longer. And I think it was just because I wasn't able to, to get the sleep I needed, but I've turned, turned a corner there. I'm starting to catch back up. We, uh, we hosted a race over the weekend that it's a night run. So I kind of lost out again there, but I'm, I'm building my sleep back up. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, um, feeling good. I haven't run a ton since then, but I've been a couple short little runs. But yeah, ready to kind of get back into it. Yeah, awesome. And the um, and you mentioned you drove there. Like, how long did you wait till you drove back home? So I finished Tuesday morning, like late morning, and my friend Dagmar was amazing. She lived like thirty minutes there so she drove me to her house which is great because so she drove my car there and then um, I shower took a nap and then had dinner with them and then slept that night and drove back the next day so I drove back Wednesday morning okay perfect and have you been getting much um attention like media attention like because you broke the world record and you broke 300 miles there were um, Runner's World did something, and I think the, I can't remember the name of the magazine, Canadian magazine had published something, and then a local um, did an interview and saw the local news and a few, a few podcasts, but nothing too crazy. Um, I think I read that um, you um, also broke the 72-hour record as well. Did you, is that correct? I didn't even know. I had no idea about that one until after the fact. But I guess um, at first they said it was the world, but I guess there was, I can't remember who it was, but it, it's the American 72-hour record, yeah. But not officially. So oh. I guess I guess I broke it, but the course wasn't certified, so not official. Right, yeah. Cool. So my friend's like, well, you've got to go do a 72-hour race now and do, make it official. And I'm like, yeah, well, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so Biggs in October is definitely going to be like the highest quality backyard ultra field ever assembled. Um, and you're nodding your head. Right. You obviously agree. Um, so are there any runners you're looking forward to running with for the first time? Oh, that's a good question. Um, not not really in in particular um i've got to study the list but it i am excited to you know i mean just everyone honestly you know what i mean just there it's it's gonna be crazy to have all of those caliber of runners in one spot in october i mean it's amazing so i was lucky enough to go to bigs two years ago for the for the uh not the team but the world individual world championship and that one, sadly, because of some of the, the travel. So that was kind of sad. Um, but I remember that I got to meet Courtney and Maggie, and that was so cool. They were just so nice. So that was really fun. But it was, but you know, especially that being my first bigs, it was super intimidating. Like I just felt like, what am I doing here? I just felt so, I mean, I was, I was so honored to be there, but I felt so out of place. Like I thought, <laughs> I felt very unworthy. Right. So, yeah, so, you know, there's that going into this one as well, because there's just, it's crazy, you know, all the the level of runners that are going to be there. But I'm really looking forward to it, though. It'll yeah. be really exciting. And I can't even imagine what it's going to look like, you know, like how long it'll go. It's going to yeah. be insane. Well, it wouldn't surprise me if it went for 100 hours. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Would, would do you have you started thinking about if you um of a goal at bigs sort of yeah <laughs> it's so hard to it's so hard to know what 
what's possible in that course because it is so different. Last year, um, after Capital, I was like, okay, I'm gonna spend you know all summer trying to get like a little faster, work on my technical game, and then a couple weeks after Capital, I broke my ankle <laughs> and, yeah. and tore some ligaments. So I'm like. Okay, well, that's a little bit of a setback. So going into bigs last year, I had healed up, but I wasn't quite trained up. And by the second, going into the third day, I just ran out of steam. And so I'm hoping that, you know, this summer I'll have some time to to work on some of those things and hopefully go in stronger and, and ready to tackle it. Yeah. But, How long did it take to get over that broken ankle? So they had me in a boot for... I want to say five, like a, a high boot for five, six weeks where I couldn't do anything. They wouldn't let me swim. They went, you know, no biking, absolutely nothing. And then I found another doctor who was a runner who was a little bit less rigid. Um, and because of the broken bone, the first doctor didn't want any movement at all. The second doctor was like, you know what, you know, he was a little more laid back and it was more about healing the tendon. So I want to say like it was a solid seven weeks seven or eight weeks of no you know, running. But then I kind of got back into it and started power hiking when I could move again. And that really actually helped me a lot during the night at Bigs, like just doing, you know, if you can get a quick speed walk down, it's amazing how much that can help you overnight on the road, just, and it takes so much less energy. So that was helpful. Um, but yeah, so I was down for quite a while. So coming into Bigs, I, I wanna say I had like seven weeks to kind of ramp back up. Which, you know, if you've got the base, it's not so bad because you've got, you know, all that muscle memory. But prior to that, I couldn't even swim. So, like, I feel like I lost so much. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know how much that came into play. But we'll see. Hopefully this year I'll, I'll be healthy and ready to go. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking, like, considering, like, how much a big part of your life running is now, um, and it's kind of like not a new thing, but like 20 years ago, it doesn't sound like it was a big part of your life. Like, would have you believed like 20 years ago, like if looking forward to now, if you knew how much of a runner, an ultra runner you are? I would not have guessed it in a million years. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, not at all. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? It, it is. It is. It's, it's, it's just funny how things change. You know, I just, I never, and it just kind of happens slowly, you know, you just kind of do something and then you enjoy it and then just kind of go a little further. Like I never would have envisioned that I would have kept doing the backyards either. You know, I thought maybe one or two and then done, yeah. but you know, like we talked about, you just kind of, I don't know, you just kind of get sucked in because you keep thinking, well, what else is possible, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can do more. Yeah, but it's certainly a balance too. You know, it has become a huge part of my life, but I'm really trying to keep it, you know, keep a balance with family and good stuff. What type of um, terrain have you, do you live in? Like, do you like living in a, like a forest area or in a city area or what type of runs, running surface do you run on? So, we live out in New Richmond, which is east and east, where we've got five acres kind of out in the country, but we live off of some, like, I don't know, not great country roads. So I can't, unfortunately, well, there's, I do have a um, half mile private road that I live on. So sometimes that's what I do. You know, I'll just run back and forth on that little road. Um, but then about 10, 15 minutes away is East Fork State Park, so trails. Yeah. There's a lot of there. Um, so it just depends how much time I have. I would say it's probably, it used to be more trail than road, and now it's maybe 50 50. Yeah. Um, especially with the backyard. Like before I was doing the backyards, I was trying to do miles, you know, kind of like the, you know, like the 100 miles are always, or the, the ones I chose anyway, were always in the woods, you know, not something that was flat and paved. Um, so I would spend more time on trails, but I, I would say now it's maybe 50-50 road and trails. My long runs are definitely almost always on trails, hmm. but I will incorporate some road. And in your in a perfect week for you, what's or what's a um, what's your average type of mileage per week? Um, 
I would say it's quite a range, probably 60 to 80, but probably more 65-ish. But then I will hit, you know, I didn't, I think maybe before Capital, I hit maybe 190 mile week. Before OBU, I think I had a couple hundred mile week. So it just depends. Um, you know, sometimes I don't know that that higher mileage, especially, you know, as you get older is essential because there's also danger that comes with that. Um, but there's a, a park, Shawnee State Park, that's about an hour and a half from where I live. And I love to try and get out there when I can. And there's a, a nice, it's pretty challenging 40 mile loop with a lot of elevation that I love to do now and then. So, you know, on a great week, if I can get out there, you know, and do that. And then maybe another long run the day after that's, you know, kind of a, a big week for me. And then maybe I'm hitting those upper miles. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tough to, to squeeze it all in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, um, so it probably isn't something that you really want to, you don't want to look past bigs, but have you thought about what backyard ultras are going to look like for you in the future? Do you think you'll keep them a, a constant kind of, um, spot on your calendar i really don't know honestly i kept saying i'm done like i'm almost done or i'm done with the backyard but you know obviously now i've got bakes coming up so i you know i definitely want to do that well i don't know it's it's i don't know i love capital i'd love to go back obu is a great one but it's so hard because there's so many races out there right and there's only so much time and money to go do them so i don't really know you know it's crazy like it would be nice to actually win a backyard <laughs> yeah yeah someday um so do i find one i could go win i don't know or or not you know it's all good yeah it's all good so i don't really know yet i haven't quite figured it out yeah, yeah, awesome. And what's the name of the um, 200 Mali that you're doing in July? Okay, so it's Tahoe 200. Okay. And it's so it's out by Lake Tahoe. Right, yeah. And it used to be, it's one of Candace Burt's races, and it used to, I think originally it went all the way around the lake, which would be so cool. But then I guess some wildfires and other things, they it's now an out and back, but still should be really, really beautiful. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, awesome. Well, um, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. And congratulations again on such a great run at Capital, breaking the world record, breaking 300 miles. It was an awesome, I had an awesome time following along. Oh, good. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. It was, yeah, I feel, feel very lucky. It was, it, was a, it was a good weekend. So, yeah, it was mm -hmm. a lot of fun. And you mentioned as well when I reached out to you that you'd actually listened to a little bit of the podcast before as well. I did. It's funny. I was listening to on my way on my drive down to Maryland. I was listening to a few of them. Yeah, and yeah. one of the ones I can't remember who it was now, but one of the ones that had me cracking up was it Sam Harvey? Somebody was talking about how they were trying to get somebody else to time out, and then they ended uh -huh. up timing out themselves. I'm like, oh no! Like, <laughs> don't play those games; it'll backfire. No, <laughs> yeah, 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 sure, it definitely backfired. But yeah, that's, oh, that's, okay. <laughs> that was Sam. Yeah, was that Sam? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. I was telling that story when I was running with a few people at Capital this year. I was listening to it, and I was telling them the story. But yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, so you'll meet, you'll be able to meet, yeah you'll meet Sam at Bigs because he won the Sat Champs um, for New Zealand. Nice. All right. Good. I can give him a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, look. Thanks again for um, for coming on, Jennifer. It's been awesome. I'm I'm running in a backyard ultra this weekend. So. Oh, exciting! Which one? No, uh, it's the Australian Backyard Masters. So um, Harvey, oh, Lewis, Harvey Lewis is coming over for it, actually. Yes, I'll be following that for sure. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so if I have a blinder, I might even, I might even make it over to Biggs myself. That would be amazing. Yeah. That would be so cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll uh, well, I wish you all the best. Yeah, thanks. Well, get, get those snaps in. Sorry? I said, remember to get those naps in. Oh, yeah, yeah, I definitely will. Yeah, I'll definitely make that part of my plan. 
Awesome. Yeah. Well, look, thanks for coming on again, Jennifer. We'll keep in touch and um, all the best for the 200 miler in July and bigs. Thank you so much. And good luck to you this weekend. I'll be following. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Thanks so much. Right. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you could share, comment, like, subscribe, all of that. If you've got any feedback, shoot me a message. Hope you have a great day. See ya.